0: back to another commodity update from the team at Mercado. This week we'll be covering off on sheep, cattle and grains. As is always the case, we only ask one thing from you, our dear listeners. Please uh, share this podcast with anyone who you think may be liable to listen to it, that you think that may enjoy it. Uh, put it on your Facebook, put it on your Twitter, your LinkedIn, your Bebo, your MySpace, wherever it is you feel that uh, people, will, people will listen to this podcast. Uh, pretty good deal. Uh, you share it, you get it for free. So, yep, leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to it, and uh, yeah, easy as that. I'm going to start off with grains, and then I'll pass you off to Matt, who will cover off on the livestock side of things. The grains market's been pretty interesting again. Always is very volatile this part of the year. Majority of the world's grain is really grown in the Northern Hemisphere, and we're coming up just now to that point of the year where it's make or break time for their crops. We've spoke on and on and on. It seems like about corn over the last couple of weeks and months, and that's been a big driver. But overnight, uh, it was wheat. Wheat was the big uh, bullish driver of the markets. It wasn't actually something else having a flow in effect. It was actually wheat driving wheat. So we had uh, the Worcester report, the World Agricultural Supply and Demand Estimates from the USDA, and it was a little bit uh, bullish. So we had. Uh, About 9 million tons uh, dropped off global production, which is a pretty big change month on month. And that came from a reduction in Australia by 1.5 million tons, the EU 2.5 million tons, Russia back about 4 million tons, Ukraine down a million tons, and Canada down 1.2 million tons. But one thing to remember about those countries that I just mentioned, all those countries are major exporters of wheat, which means there will be a lot less wheat available or 9 million tonnes less available for those import markets. So it's driven the market up uh, overnight, probably about between $7 and $8 uh, per tonne. Uh, the wheat price has gone up and we expect to probably see some of that uh, flow through to the likes of the ASX over the next couple of days. if you know, the CBOT futures maintain their sort of rally that they experienced overnight. Uh, in, other, in other news, uh, the country is looking a little bit better. I think it's one of those things where it looks better, but we've got to sort of touch wood, uh, cross our fingers, etc. Uh, there is more forecasts from the bomb which say the next three months are going to be extremely dry. Got to take it with a little bit of a pinch of salt because they did say back in you know April May that June was going to be dry, and for some places it was, but you know overwhelmingly uh, big chunks of the cropping regions, uh, where it uh, did get the rainfall they needed, especially WA, Vic, and SA. So you know let's not be too despondent by that bureau's uh, uh, outlook because <laughs> it might not mean anything really. So we shall see, I guess, is the uh, the sentiment there. Uh, on Mercado this week we i did look a bit at uh whether the market is right for a, a futures contract and uh, whether it's worthwhile taking one out just now uh, prices for likes of uh, likes a for this december they're not massively attractive for taking out a futures contract, but they do offer you know some reasonable opportunities looking further out in the horizon say for december. Uh, 2020. But the same is going to be said about uh, ASX as well, which I've been skeptical of ASX in the past because it just didn't seem to have much of the way of liquidity or volume. But in the last year, it's actually seemed to have taken off a bit. And uh, one thing I would like to say is that, you know, it does offer some pretty good prices for December 20, eh, sorry, January 2020, uh, January 21 and January 22. All prices, you know, in recent times have been you know between that sort of three hundred and twenty five to three hundred and fifty and and even last year we saw some prices uh, for that long horizon period at three hundred eighty dollars a ton which gives you a good starting point for your marketing for that particular year as always you know my big thing is uh... don't only look at the season that you're currently growing you've got to look further out down the horizon because that is really where the opportunities are for you know, ex- extending your cover and extending You know the price premiums that are in the market. So uh, jump on there. I've read of that article. It's I think it was, you know, it outlines it pretty well. That that's the way the market seems to be working, and it gives you some opportunities for locking in a good price. Uh, Might not look good compared to last year's prices, but you know we don't really know what's going to be happening in next year. So if you can lock in a price that would look you know reasonable historically, uh, and we only do it for a small chunk of your overall. requirements, then it's not always a bad idea. Uh, I'm going to pass you off to Matt, Uh, he's going to cover off on livestock, and uh, have a good weekend. Thanks for that Andrew, Uh, we'll jump straight into cattle markets. This week we
1: had a look at the gross margin for feedlots, uh, both in the north and the south. The rising grain prices we have seen of late continue to squeeze feeder margins more so in the south and the north. Uh, I think the use of sorghum in the ration in the northern feedlots has helped to insulate feedlots somewhat. If you look at the Darling Downs delivered sorghum price it's sitting around 344 a tonne versus $400 a tonne for wheat. So that price differential is favouring northern feedlots somewhat. Going to southern feedlots and looking at their gross margin and I guess the reliance that they have in the south more on wheat as the ration that of choice. The southern margin or southern gross margin is down now at around $60 a head which really isn't enough to cover overhead. so fairly tight times for southern feedlotters. One bit of uh, silver lining on the uh, clouds on the horizon for southern uh, feedlots is um, the prospect of a reasonable harvest at the end of this year. And the new crop prices coming through. If the harvest uh, continues to look good, or the prospect of the harvest continues to look good, uh, we could see the gross margins in the south start to improve as the um, new crop prices come to, come through. So, looking towards December, and the usual drop we see in um, in new crop prices on the back of a decent harvest, uh, we could see those southern gross margins move back up to around the 140 to 150. Uh, a head level, uh, which is uh, welcome news potentially if we see that for um, for those feedlotters in the south. Turning to sheep and lamb markets this week, we saw one of the main retailers come out with their forward prices uh, for August, new season lamb, and uh, prices up as high as $10 a kilo for new season lamb, which is just remarkable. Uh, something to consider for producers that will have lamb into that August period, Uh, Whether you take those prices on offer, lock it in now, or um, whether you hang on and try and put a bit more weight on. If you've been one of the lucky few that have been getting rain through winter, the prospect of having some reasonable pasture to put that weight on and carry some of those lambs through to mid-September is tempting. If you look at the numbers though, uh, something to really consider... Uh, that August price of $10 on a 22 kilo new season lamb, you're looking at $220 a head. If you decide you're going to hang on and get some use out of the pasture, if you've got it, put on an extra four kilos or so and carry those lambs through to mid-September uh, at around 26 kilos, you're going to need to get around eight forty five cents a kilo to make up for the same that you would have got in terms of a dollar per head uh, back in August selling the lighter new season lambs. So there is a risk there. Uh, looking at last season, we saw a decline of uh, 22% in prices over that um, new season lamb time when, when all that new crop comes in of lamb. Uh, so it's a significant uh, drop we saw last season and, and realistically we only need to see from current levels around a 15% drop to get it down to around that eight forty cents level So there is some risk hanging on and trying to put on those extra kilos for the heavier lambs. And the big question really is whether you've got that rainfall to be able to create the pasture to put that weight on to begin with. And that leads me to my final point here on this uh, market summary is the Mercado website's uh, monthly rainfall update that we put out. So the June update is now ready and on the site. You can jump on there and have a look at your region in the country and see how the rain has been coming along this season and whether it's above or below average or how normal those flows are. The charts there break down various regions of Australia and you can pinpoint where you are and see how the season's tracking compared to other parts of the country. Looking at, uh, like I said, whether you're above average, whether you're within a normal range, how how it compares to last season and whether you're at extreme levels, whether it's very low rainfall or very high rainfall, a really useful tool to get on. Uh, It's the Bureau of Meteorology rainfall data that we use to create those charts. So really good uh, use of data there to see and uh, give you an indication as to how your season is tracking and how season is tracking in other parts of the country that might be important to you as well. That's pretty much for me this week, Andrew. I'll wrap up now and uh, wish everyone a good weekend.
0: Back to you.